0: In Divine Flow Pod. This is your host Kaimani Alaya and we are now at episode 12. So it's been a while that <laughs> there was an episode where we were talking this way. The last few weeks we had some very amazing guests and I feel so blessed to be given the opportunity to bring their medicine, energy, and important conversations and education to all of you. So, um, this week's theme, as you read it, is about Jesus. Now, for those who are not in the Anishanti communities, who know Jesus from religion, When I'm talking about Jesus, I'm talking about not the one on whom the fake religion is built. He is not even Jesus. He is not patriarchal. He is love. He is deeply connected to Mother Earth. I'm talking about the Essene Jesus. The Jesus who whose counterpart was Mary Magdalene, the Jesus who is the avatar for planet Earth, Jesus who is unconditional love, and his devotion and strength is unwavering and limitless. So today we're going to talk about him a lot, and I'll be sharing my story of reconnecting with him because he is always there it's just you know we are looking in a different direction and we don't see him so yeah and uh Liana Shanti my spiritual teacher and everything teacher literally teaches one to have a personal relationship with Jesus so it can look really different for each person, right? Because it's a personal relationship and like any other relationship, it continues to evolve and deepen. So I hope that sharing my experience of how the journey to Jesus and how my relationship with him has evolved and continues to evolve can give you some guidance on trusting yourself on opening your heart to Jesus and trusting him and letting him in and receiving his beautiful unconditional love. So about this episode, so this podcast, Divine Flow Pod, just was given to me. As an awareness, the name, and the logo was done in like less than five minutes. And when uh, my friends saw pod, they were like, oh, a podcast. And I was like, ah, maybe. And it was just an avenue to, you know, come and show up and share and talk. But then when it was put into my heart to invite guests over there were a lot of questions where I was like hey but I'm just like a small platform at the moment or you know um, and you know a lot of tricks and cautions that in mind plays but then over time I know when something is put into my heart for a reason even when I don't know the reason so I trusted it so the first guest on the pod was Kathleen from avni coach and we talked about human design and it was totally spontaneous like all in divine flow and um there was no prep there was nothing it was just <laughs> yeah whatever came through came through whatever needed to come through came through with kathleen which was an important topic exposing SRA where we deeply talk about Jesus and his strength as well there were certain aspects which I knew that we needed to talk about and needed to be conveyed so there was like a sample list of topics to be covered but when you're in conversation with someone and you know how it flows you're not aware it's just like an adventure you're stepping up into and that's how it flowed with kathleen and same with alika where we talked about pregnancy women's health prenatal education and all of it and with her i was like oh my okay there is so much educational content to be talked about and they were like list a huge list of topics but it was not like I was checking off questions like one two three four it was it was just like hey these are the questions that came to me so I'm writing them down because um when something is put into my awareness generally I am like okay this needs to be done and I take certain action steps but I can feel it when it's still in motion, when it's still in making, when things are still coming into my awareness. And then I get this energy push like, hey, this is ready. Do this. Talk about this. Invite this person. So I do it. So um, with having guests over, what was so interesting is I was able to unpack different version of myself which was like pretty faint because whenever I released an episode or something or a writing I would be like hey if you want to check this out check this out okay thank you love you bye (laughs) okay but when I having the privilege of just like so much love-filled powerful people who are just putting out good things into the world I was so pumped I was like everyone needs to listen this this should be everywhere and it just helped me tap into marketing more so that was very interesting and it just like ignited something within me i'm like hey this person is so wise hey no one is talking about this people need to know about this so i uh, slowly started to just like honoring what was coming up and then i realized hey just the privilege of talking to people is also holding space for them in a way and personally I didn't need to overthink that aspect because um, as a kid as a teenager having my own talk show was something that I always wanted okay and I used to like spend hours practicing in front of the mirror and in like a dreamy, overly dreamy, ungrounded Piscean in my dream fantasy world. That would be the stuff that I would be doing. But I'm so grateful that Jesus led me to do things in such a slowing way. And the reason that I'm telling you all of this backstory is because it directly relates to Jesus. Because, um, there's this concept called co creation. So, generally, when we are creating, as you would see most people around, they would be like, Hey, um, this is these are the steps. If you want to create a painting, you'll get a canvas, you'll get your brushes, you are like, I uh, you would maybe get uh objects, or you would be like, Oh, what style do I want to paint? And Liana Shanti teaches this concept of co creation, which is. Creating with God, divine, in Jesus and just coming to whatever that is shown to you, whatever your art is. Right now, it is this recorder that I'm showing up to and being like, hey, Jesus, I am willing. Please be with me. Please flow through me and I allow, I surrender and whatever needs to come through, may it come through in your divine will, in the highest a good of everyone who comes across this work and of course you could have some intentions which are like hey i want everyone who listens to this feel hopeful feel the love jesus has for everyone so that's also there and that in itself building that relationship with jesus like one core concrete example that i can give you is this this show you're listening to the speakers that have came and are going to come the topics that we talk about it's it's like in the name it's all in the divine flow and my job is to show up because I am not sitting in like you know opening my notebook and being like hey what would people like to hear no I'm like okay something comes to me and I'm like And it's shown to me that I need to record it and I do that. So the topic of this week's podcast, Jesus, was one such thing that was given to me and was like, hey, speak about your experience. And I was like, um, (laughs) are you sure? Do I know enough to talk about it? And because personally, my understanding of who Jesus is, is very different of those of you who might be raised in a Christian background so I'll start with that backstory and just share whatever (laughs) is coming through so um, I was raised a Punjabi so Punjabis are like I don't know it's a weird hybrid where people just choose hey we are not sex. we are believe in a few of those things but we are going to practice um hinduism and yeah and we live in this area which is um called punjab or like with a lot of um sikh teachings around so that influences surely there and then yeah so it's just <laughs> a choice that was made somewhere in the family that hey we want to raise a child as a Sikh or not or follow this or not and or just go with life as maybe a Hindu because there were I don't know the concrete reasons of it not done a lot of research just like personal experience that there were like a lot of riots and you know a lot of violence so Different reasons could influence people's choices. So, I was like raised as a Punjabi. That meant like we went to the Gurudwara, but we also went to the temples. So, it was a real mix, which is cool. <laughs> it was what it was, but very early on as a kid, my maternal grandmother was like deeply spiritual. And she used to always tell me that God is there with you and God is everywhere. And at some point when I was seven or eight, I was like, hey, if God is everywhere, then why do I need to go to a temple? You know, if God is everywhere, so why am just going like, knock, knock, God on the temple if I can just talk to him with where I am exactly So that was my uh, personal intent and understanding that I deeply held on to because um, the thing about Hinduism is that there are one crore gods or like 100 million of those. And um, unlike the... Okay, so backtracking to Christianity and what Liana has taught about like Old Testament being the satanic bible and I for an I god which is not Jesus because Jesus is unconditional love and then New Testament and then the lost teachings of Jesus and then the Essene Jesus the true Jesus so that's there so in Hinduism there are like a lot of mythological texts and you know in Sanskrit being sacred language and which i'll talk about further on but yeah that's there and all of these gods being there now each of these gods like you know greek mythology have their own personality have their own traits which feel really human like they feel jealousy they feel threatened they feel insecure they do they commit crimes you know like acting like pedophiles and stuff like that and i'm like something is off so for me personally um growing up i didn't have a brother and there are indian festivals between a sister and the brother so i started tying rakhi or just to um the idol of hanuman now lord hanuman was the monkey god and he seems super fun and uh, now uh, in the present day he is given a very you know imbalanced patriarchal masculine look but in truth he was deeply surrendered to the divine well to whom he was in service to which was like ram and sita in the mythology right and then there were certain issues that i had with <laughs> being able to connect with god because there were these gods which were which could turn super angry you know and i thought god has like endless compassion and patience but i was like what if i talk to god about this topic and he just like turns me into fine dust and just banishes me to nothingness so in a way it was very like the old testament vibes so over time i grew up and connected with different energies of god so there was krishna and his personality in mythology was very fun very uh, the you know the carrier for the Bhagavad Gita teachings, but also some aspects of it were like, wait, this is weird. Why does he have so many wives? Why did he oh, why did he marry this lady while he is worshipped with another lady? So, like Radha Krishna worship, but he was married to someone else. So there were like a lot of factors, okay. And then there was Ganesha to whom I was deeply connected for a lot of time. Because Ganesha was um, made by Goddess Parvati or Gauri. And Shiva was like, who is this person? Who is this child? And, you know, in the mythology and his head was scarred by Shiva in the story. And then they found an elephant's head that was put there. So... Yeah, when you look at it in mythology, you're like, Yeah, God won't be like this, right? But over time, I think, um, I had personally rejected all of these things and been like, I don't know what's the truth. But oh, listening to Arlen Cherie's mantras, she mostly does mantras in Sanskrit, and when she talks about you know, the names in the mantras, she connects to them as the energy, not as the person that sold in the mythology. So I feel that's like one factor. Because when you hear my experience of relating to Jesus, it is very different to others, because I was not grown up into Christianity. And for Arlen, not knowing, like, you know, this not being grow, uh, brought up in this Indian mythology I feel is really helpful because then she connects with the essence of what she meditates and feels from different gods and their name and their energies. So which is truly beautiful. Now, that was their part. Um, There was also this um rising like feminist movements and everything, which is a mindfuck, which is dark, which you don't want to be a part of. But I was in a past life or yeah. And there was this, I was like, Ganesha, why do you have two wives? Like, what about loyalty? But... <laughs> Over time, it was revealed to me that it was the energies that his counterpart embodied. And there are, it's not two different people. It's just like two beautiful energies that they embody. So yeah, it wasn't that way that I interpreted as. So that was there. Now coming to Jesus. What I knew about Christianity, and I think some of you would laugh when you hear it, was very limited. Like, I knew that the brides wore wonderful dresses and they had an eye do and they could kiss, which is something that you can't, like, which is seen as, oh my God, high Daba in <laughs> the Indian cultural stethoscope and everything. So that was there. And... What I thought of Jesus was like, he is a cool, chill guy that you can talk to about anything and everything. So that was there. And Gurudvaras, I used to like them because they had tasty halwa and tasty (laughs) things to eat. And they were much more cleaner than temples. And people were more civil. There was no pushing around or things like that happening over there. So, this was where I was basically, and there was a time in my life where I had no answers. Okay, I had tried therapists, I had tried a lot of things, but nothing seemed to be working. So, I ended up, uh, you know, being like, okay, just going to different places to pray. So the Lotus Temple, which had the Bahai faith, the mosques, um, the you know, Gurudwaras, the temples, church even, and I just went out and prayed, and I don't know, like, um. My college was in Delhi, Delhi University, and I used to go to a north place. So, that place is like super pretty, some British architecture over there, center, heart of the city, and like super pretty. And you can have like um, your street food and street vendors to buy stuff. And you also have your high end stores, so you had like a lot of options. So, near there, there was like a Gurudwara and also. A church in like somewhat walking distance so i used to go over there and visit like both of those places, when i used to like feel like having a walk and just chilling that's a weird way to chill like i could have gone to cafe's but <laughs> i did that too but anyway whatever it was it was and gurudwar- gurudwaras have this thing okay that you can't enter the place naked headed Naked headed is the like literal translation of what they say nangasar, and you have to cover your head because they're like you can't go to God naked headed. And I'm like, dude, if God is everywhere, so even if you're bathing, even if what you're doing, God is there, you know. But anyway, that was there, and uh, eventually I ended up doing a whole research project related to Gurudwaras. And yeah, and then realized, hey, you know, there are a lot of flaws over here as well. Because Gurudwaras and Sikhism was chill in the sense because they were like, hey, you know what? Like, Fakti caste system and everything. Everyone just sit down and have some food. Everyone is equal when we are eating as children of God. And they used to have like one like one God and Goddess. One and you know, some teachings which felt like they had fragments of truth over there, so that was there. And they have like a very solid Sikh community which like outposts support and everything and does humanitarian relief for that time. And it's very proactive. So there were a lot of like pros over there, but when I dived into the research, even Gurudwaras had the caste system. And caste system if you don't know it's a very hierarchical system which is uh like birthed by some person called manu and it's very hierarchical and liana shanti in her teachings always teaches that hierarchy is not divine it's not from god because in god's universe all are souls there is no hierarchy of souls that exists and it was just like a division of labor on the basis of what work one does. Like that was what it was supposed to mean. But they gave like different classes to people. Like you are the Brahmin, the saint, you are the Kshatriya, the warrior, the king, the ruler. You are the merchant and you are the Shudras, the untouchable. So as you can probably understand, that's a very problematic concept in in end of itself so that was there so hinduism was something that i was just like nope not my thing i'm just gonna retreat from that because um even uh, you know how gods were presented so there is a uh, saturn the planet you know and there is a god named after that that's called like Dev. And it's like you need to worship him every Saturday and give him oil, just pour onto his whatever idol it is. And if you don't do that, he would be very angry if you do miss it. And if you like miss a, a week to visit him, you'll get hurt or something bad would happen to you. And I'm like, and I was genuinely scared. And then there would be this mythology showist and presenting all their stories and glories and, and yeah, so there was fear in connecting with God in their energy. With Hanumanji, also there was fear because he was like, Oh, like elder brother wife and he would like judge me if I said, Oh, I have a crush or something like that. With Ganesha, I was super sure. Like I could talk about anything, and same with Jesus, whom I'm going to come on to soon. <laughs> and um, yeah. So, this was it. And eventually, um, at, at this point of crisis, when I was uh, just truly deeply alone after a narcissistic relationship, I shared the whole story of that in a Substack post. I'll link it for you guys if you want to read. And I was just deeply devastated. And there was this movie that I came across, it was called The Shack and of course it's not accurate and some of the information and the teachings are off but the Jesus they had was like super chill like you can talk to him and it was a story about a guy whose daughter was abducted raped and killed and he was mad at God and then he eventually comes to this place where, you know, there was one God, there was one breath of life and there was Jesus. And had conversations with Jesus, food with Jesus, walked on water with Jesus. And there was this boat scene where this guy goes um, on the boat and then he remembers things from the past and... Um, he starts sinking like the boat gets uh started with things and he just feels like he's sinking he starts panicking he feels his children are getting hurt and all that happens and then jesus walks in water and he's like don't look at uh don't look at it look look at me keep your eyes on me that's not real keep your eyes on me and eventually when he's able to do that he sees that the boat was always Just solid. And yeah. So. And during one of those movie. Rewatches. I had just. Lent out my hand. And it was late at night. My right hand out. And I was like. Jesus. If you're there. Please help me. And back then. I didn't realize that it was him, but he did. Because you see, the thing is, there are a lot of beings in this universe. A lot of deities or, I don't know, idols who are connected to demons. And if you say, help me, it just like gives a lot of, you know, opening to a lot of dark things into your life. But when you say, Jesus, help me. It's very specific and Jesus always, always listens. So, that was that. That was when things started shifting for the better for me. Slowly and eventually, which took me years to realize that, oh, it was Jesus. But anyway, so my understanding of who Jesus was very limited, if you can say that. I just knew he was like a cool guy you can talk to about anything. He's super chill. That's what. (laughs) And he is super chill. But he's also a lot of other things that we are going to talk about. So, this was how my deepening relationship with Jesus started. Because I knew I used to go to the church. But I think... I found the most joy outside of the church lighting the candles where there was like a statue of uh, Mother Mary. So that was beautiful and I used to like talk to her and then I'm like, okay, like (laughs) stop it, you're crazy, stop doing that. But also I think uh, I... There was this concept, I think, called Omnism or something like that, which was like, there is some truth in all religions, but, uh, you know, the ultimate truth is not there. So I used to go about that during that stage of my life. But all religions are dark. All religions are hijacked. And I think... uh, in India, particularly, there is like something like India is a secular country. We respect all religions because there are so many religions and people practice their faith in so many different ways. So that was like one of the core values, which is not as respected as it says it is. But anyway, moving over a uh, topic for another time. So yeah, I think and it was something that you were taught in school to be proud of. Like, hey, we are a secular country. And uh, that's great, cool and all. But and then they're like, hey, you need to respect someone else's religion, even if you follow a different faith. And and respect is deep adoration for something. And now I'm like, wait. All religions are Luciferian, as Liana Shwandi tells us. So yeah, why would I respect that? Yes, that there could be some elements of truth sprinkled here, like with the new age, but it's just like two words soupy that it's hard to decipher the truth, and the truth, the way the light, it's Jesus. So yeah, so when 2020 and I was led to Liana Shani's work and before that in 2020, there were these two birds who were just like on the railing and they were so in love and they stayed there for like 20-25 minutes and they were just like leaning on each other and just doing bird things and just like puffed up and They just felt like unconditional love. And I was like, I really wanted to cry. I was like, I want to feel that. And to me, that was the beginning of Jesus and Mary Magdalene's energy into my life. Then being led to Liana and Liana Shanti always teaches to ask Jesus, how can I serve today? Or Jesus, please come into my heart. So I started with the Jesus, how can I serve today question, which back then didn't make any sense because I was like, who, like, I am saying something, but I don't, excuse me, don't know if it's being received. And I used to joke even back then. I was like, I feel there's like a network error because I don't know if it's like Jesus is getting the signal or not, or I'm not hearing anything back. I'm speaking but I'm not I don't know but eventually a few months passed by I stick to asking Jesus how can I serve today please come into my heart and I don't even remember if I if I used to say that daily please come into my heart part but the how can I be of service was a daily part but anyway and then one day one night basically I was giving Given the revelation that when I was a baby, I was poisoned. And I had died, but I had came back to life, like resurrected back to life. I have also written about that. I'll link that below. But how I was resurrected back to life? How I was able to be here, it was because of Jesus. And I could see being held in Jesus' arms as a baby. And that was the beginning of my relationship with Jesus. And uh, initially, it was a very nurturing, very patient, very... Um, You know, a relationship with Jesus, which, like, maybe a child would have it because I feel like Liana Shanti teaches that there are four stages of from the divine, like nurture, protect, empower, and initiate. Four roles of the parent of the you know, parents who are embodying the divine masculine and feminine energies. And so, I feel that was my nurturing stage with Jesus where I could feel safe enough to connect with him. But and it was it was getting better. Uh, I was and you know cleansing my body of parasites and candida overgrowth and just you know all the other things on my spiritual and healing path. My connection was getting better and it was very sweet. Like you know <laughs> how my connection with Jesus was. It was very loving and joyful and. Yeah, and I think that was like the beginning, and eventually um, it started getting, you know, I started maturing <laughs> to to have a deeper connection, which was beyond that, you know, love. It was about now accountability, now more integrity, now so deeper layers came up, and. Everything was like going amazingly, but then the memories of SRA came about and I couldn't sleep. I had these visions which were super dark and so I ended up... (laughs) Was staying up late uh, watching The Chosen so Angel TV show about Jesus and his life and I watched like the first three seasons I felt like off like don't watch season four it's not there yet but anyway Uh, so I watched the first three seasons and okay and I was surprised because I thought like Abraham or like Noah's Ark or all of these things would be happening when Jesus was there you know like that's the most happening thing that's happening that Jesus is here but then I was like hey like they have books written about things that happened and like there were a lot of these events happened in the past i was like okay this is weird like that was my knowledge of christianity i knew that there was these stories but i thought all of this happened at the same time jesus was there but there was a backstory to jesus being there as well which had to be said so (laughs) yeah so i was like huh this is interesting and then able to see that showing being connecting to jesus's humanity and also how the disciples were because i feel i could really connect to the disciples and how they were because um they had genuine questions okay and they have never seen anything before like jesus of course 100 percent and yeah for example the boat scene where um jesus was just like sleeping on the board and there was a storm and the disciples were freaking out what happened and everything and they woke jesus up and jesus was like peace be still like super casually nonchalant and the storm calms down and then he was like you of little faith why did you doubt and sometimes as you know Someone who is working on ego death and complete total surrender to Jesus, I often feel that way like, Hey, I know who Jesus is, I know what he's capable of, so why did I doubt? And I feel that's a practice that we come up with because I think for the disciples, they didn't know what was possible or what Jesus could do, and I feel that sometimes as humans we are at this exact moment we forget too that with jesus everything is possible that he is limitless and with him we are powerful so that's there so yeah i was watching that show which was helpful and learning okay you know some some quotes from the scripture that i would have heard here and there and just it was helpful for me during that time that's what i can best say and um, yeah but what aspect it brought for me was where i was abused by people who were dressed as jesus and his disciples and to me, connecting with Jesus during that time was brought about a lot of feelings. Number one, because going through all of this demanded that I lean on to Jesus as much as I can. Number two, um, I felt fear connecting with Jesus. Like, are you the real Jesus or the fake one? And I even when he was the real one i could feel my inner children just being fearful because of the abuse that they suffered and then that brought about feelings of guilt and shame because i was like jesus i know it's not you and i'm projecting on you i'm so sorry but i don't know what to do and it's just like was a lot But then Jesus was patient. He was kind. He was willing. He reconfirmed, I don't know, a million times that it's him. He is there. It's safe. He provided reassurance. And I could move through that space and find freedom from that mind control. And even when I still uncover deeper layers about it, I know that I'm held in his grace. Because I think even when I didn't know Jesus and I look back at my life, I think it's just, you can just look at certain parts where you would have probably not made it, but you did by the grace of God. And that was like Jesus looking out for you, for me, for everyone. And what's so important about our relationship with Jesus is like any other relationship, we need to foster it. So I think one thing Liana Shanti had shared was silently meditating with Jesus, which I found to be so helpful. And also when you do inner children journeys or work and go back to those events, There are times where I have seen that even when I thought I was alone, Jesus was there. And that to me is just huge because that just tells me that I was never alone. And one of the most important things that actually helped me and still helps me clear if any guilt or shame or unworthiness comes up is remember who do you belong to you belong to jesus and i'm like i am his and god doesn't make anything unworthy and if jesus made me i am worthy i'm worthy of love i'm worthy of light i'm worthy of abundance i'm worthy of goodness and you know there are certain times where people ask me if, I, if there is something I can you know share with them, something encouraging or motivational, and I pray on it and I meditate on it. And then when I'm tapping into it, what needs to be shared, I just feel the profound love that Jesus has for them. And I'm like, you have no idea how loved you are. Like, you are so precious. And I find that it's harder to remember those things about oneself. And I think for me, at least it is that I can easily see it in others. But to not just see, but accept and embody it for myself. Yeah, that's like layers to heal over there. But ultimately, the night that I couldn't sleep and I prayed, Jesus, please, can I lay my head in your lap and please watch over me as I sleep? He was there. All the times where there were situations which were out of my control and I used to check in with my heart. I practiced Niyana had taught in the year of destiny, like, you know, make heart based decisions. So I used to use that practice and be like, okay, should I worry about this? And the answer is always no, when you ask that question, can I do something about this? And I would feel a yes or no, or take action if I was shown something. And then I'm like, okay, if it's not a me thing, show me if I need to take action. So if There is nothing for me to do right now. Thank you so much, Jesus, for taking care of this situation for me. And oh my God, the times Jesus has took care of things in such a beautiful way. It always leaves me in awe. Because I feel he wants to do so much for us, shower us with all the love. And we... Release that control and be like, Jesus, take the wheel. I am willing. I surrender. I trust you. That goes a very long way. And even when you don't feel it, I feel just saying that Jesus, I trust you, goes a long way. And his name is so powerful. Like, I have during the intense time there used to be at times where the dreams were pretty crazy and I was unable to speak his name out in the dream like there was something blocking me from saying his name out loud and yeah that that used to be crazy to me that even in dream times or or like energy attacks of that form his name carried so much power that you know whatever it was they were like afraid of me seeing the name of jesus out loud and shortly after watching the chosen series i was just led to you know start reading the bible the new testament and i was so annoyed like to be honest i'm like only like there are only these parts that talk about jesus and everything else is about his disciples and other things i'm like wait i need more jesus like you are talking about the most important person in the history of earth and why is there such a little account of that person that's crazy to me and i'm like are people insane that they have dozens of books but the real deal is just like so little crazy but anyway, so <laughs> that was interesting. And then last year I had just chosen, like, a you know, Bible verse for me to hold on to. And for me, <clears throat> sorry, it was Philippines for I don't know how do you call that dot dot colon six seven. Do not be anxious about anything but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your requests to God and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So that was my Bible verse for last year. And for this year, before... Um, Posting the episode with Kathleen about shining the light in the dark, about SRA and CSA, the numbers 316 for me started popping up everywhere and they continued on. So I chose John 316 For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So that's my verse for this year. And now I just really want to highlight the things that sometimes Jesus just says things that are super clear to me and I could hear it. For example, last year, he was like, share your process. And I was like, what does that even mean? Do I even have a process? But it ended up the more I started feeling into it, praying onto it, and taking action on it, those were the things that most resonated with people. And I was like, wow, that is interesting. The next thing he had said was, uh, trust in your trust in yourself to trust in me. Which was a lot of things that I had talked about last year. So yeah, this might be the words that I talk about this year as we go on, as more awareness comes by. But ultimately, uh, what I really want to leave you with is that seek him. He is waiting for you. Because I think this was a question that was coming up for me This, you very strongly was, how much do I talk about Jesus in my work, in my coaching practice? Because it's like nutrition. And I feel I found my answer eventually because Jesus is the ultimate nutrition as well. And something like my niche, which is like mental health. Uh, and most mental health issues are... Like there are a lot of factors going on. Of course, there's the nutritional aspect, the people around, the energies around, the lifestyle and all the other physical factors as well, physical, psychological factors. But ultimately, deep down, the depression, the anxiety, the eating disorder or the chronic stress and chronic fatigue is effects of, you know, psychic spiritual warfare, And we know at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Jesus' name is powerful. And I truly believe that one can't heal their mental health or even like live their life. Because I think a lot of people do exist. But if you really want to live, and be alive, in the most aligned, authentic, love-filled way, you need Jesus, it's like as simple as that, period, and yeah, so that's it, so in my relationship with Jesus, it's been like, all I was nurturing, and I was like, a bit empowering, like, nurturing, protection, empowering faith, where I was like, hey, do this, Or you can do this, come on. And then this year feels like a bit of an initiation, which is like, hey, do this episode with this person. Talk about this, share this. And personally, as we are like reaching the end of this episode, I can now feel why I was like so resistant to recording this episode because there were deeper layers of you know do I know you enough Jesus to share about you to to talk about you because see I don't know the biblical history I don't know his life as a human being fully yet and For some years, he was in India, where I am right now. And I was like, Jesus, what's the medicine for me over here? Do I get back to yoga? or What is the thing for me over here? What are the lessons over here? So, yeah, I don't know a lot of things about him. But, you know, ultimately, what matters is I feel that those things we can learn. And, you know, if they're important, they would come to the awareness. Because I feel when I was reading the New Testament, I was like, Jesus, what does this mean? Do you mean this? Oh, (laughs) why did you say this? And I would receive the answers when I did in divine timing. And they always come through. And I would always keep asking questions. So that's like part of the process. But his love can be felt. His love is like to me personally, it feels like warmth, a warm hug, peace, safety. And you know what? Whenever I still let out my right hand like I did the first time and be like, Jesus, you there? I can just feel warmth like he is holding my hand. And ultimately, I feel the goal is to just like feel his presence consistently and not be like just doing work and be like hey jesus are you there and he's like yo i'm here he doesn't say yo but you know what i mean right (laughs) so yeah uh He's there. He loves you. And I think people truly underestimate that he's willing to help you with the things that you feel are minute, like when I'm dealing with inner children or emotional stuff. And I'm like, Jesus, can you please help me with this? And he does. And and when I work with my clients, I feel one of the key questions that I end up asking them is, have you asked Jesus about it? Because there are certain questions that they come to me with. Or certain anxieties. And I'm like see. I don't know. I am a human. But have you asked Jesus. Maybe you can do this. This would help. But have you asked Jesus. Like does he mean dude. You can't miss out on asking on Jesus. And be like hey I'm worried. Like bro just ask him directly. And he would guide you. And I feel that's like. One of the key things like you need to decondition yourself from seeing Jesus as this patriarchal, violent figure like I had talked about earlier about, you know, the Hindu gods being that way. Most of them and uh yeah, and be like, hey, he is love. He's willing to help. And even when it feels embarrassing, like it felt to me during the phase of uncovering so much CSA and SRA. He was still patient with me. He still loved me. He didn't shame me. Because I feel ultimately Jesus knows our heart, our intention. And if we are truly seeking Him, even when there is a lot of work to be done, even when you would discover and uncover deeper layers, He sees that. And the more we depend on Him and surrender, you know, the ego of, like, I can do everything. No, like, we can do nothing by ourselves and everything by God. Like, the just the reason that we exist and alive, it's thank you, God. Like, thank you, Jesus. And it's a blessing. It's a blessing to be able to know Jesus, to... Just develop your relationship with him. And I hope that this was helpful for you. And uh, I would like to share a prayer with you. So this was something that I had written when I was part of like a prayer group last year. And uh, I'll just share the modified version of it with all of you. Read it to you. And that would be all for this episode. So, deep breath, like I hope people you are inhaling and exhaling, like deep breaths go a long way. If you ever feel anxious or tensed or just like tired, so I'll start now. Jesus, we come here today to thank you. Thank you for guiding us to this life path after lifetimes of being lost. Thank you, Jesus, for never leaving our side. Thank you, Jesus, for your endless mercy and divine intervention in all of our lives. All children, animals, protective parents, mothers, all your light workers and children of God who seek your face, your light more than anything else in this world. Thank you, Jesus, for the joy of walking this path with you and love-filled souls. It's one of the biggest joys to see your light shine through with radiance in the lives of all the people here. Jesus, thank you for providing a safe space, a gentle refuge, a constant reminder of hope that the light has already won. Thank you, Jesus, for wiping away all our tears, for reminding us we are forever held in your warm embrace. Jesus, when things feel challenging and our weakness becomes apparent, thank you for carrying us through the storms, fortifying us, empowering us, initiating us into our highest life path possible. Thank you for your abundance, grace, ease and keeping your peace alive within our hearts and all the cells of our being that your light, your love and your truth would always provide justice, peace and insight every step of our way. Thank you, Jesus, for reminding us our birthright to be loved, to be peaceful, valued, cherished, treasured, and wealthy. Thank you for the gift of free will that we get to co-create our quantum universe with you, Jesus. Thank you for giving us the strength and courage to transmute the depths of darkness into a path of courage and a living proof of your eternal undefeatable power. Thank you, Jesus, for answering all our prayers spoken or unspoken in your divine will for the highest good of all. Jesus, I am eternally grateful and joyful to know you, love you, and be loved by you. Thank you for guiding all of our days being the shining rainbow of delight and light in all ways. Your love keeps us warm, safe, grateful, and joyful. Thank you, Jesus, for awakening your love in the hearts of all the people who are seeking this path but are not here yet in deep gratitude to you always thank you jesus for this gift of life to be alive at this exciting period in this course of humanity and reawaken to all our gifts and light and to be in the community birthed by liana It's a privilege, honor, and joy. Thank you always, Jesus, at all times, in all moments, in every moment. Thank you, Jesus. I love you. Amen. And so it is. So, everyone, (laughs) I hope that you feel deeply enveloped in the perfect peace of Jesus and feel the joy that his love brings and i look forward to talk to you guys soon and so much love aloha